the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon on this stormy Tuesday, folks. It's The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Well, you just heard uh, the weather over the next mm, 24 hours, right around there, 20 hours. It's going to get more stormy this afternoon. It's going to be more stormy tonight and then overnight into tomorrow. And, folks, the whole question here is whether or not we're going to lose power. I mean, nothing. It's all fun and games until you lose power. And then that's where it... That's where the bottom comes out. This portion of the program right now at 106, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, is brought to you by JKL Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, called JKL Today. Remember, the heating season is here. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System. Energy Efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, then no problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install Infinity Heat Pump System, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates on the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, carrier factory, authorized dealer. Licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. For over 55 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. Call JKL Engineering today. Whether you live in Cumberland or whether you live in Smithfield or Lincoln or Burville or Bellingham or rent them because they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available. Call JKL. 401 351 7600. JKL Engineering. 401 351 7600. Now, folks, before we play the Channel 12 story, which I think was well done, though, the, you know, you have these people that are insiders and they make money off the 195 land. For 10 years, we've been trying to have these people, oh, no, despite what it looks like, no, this is actually very successful. No, it's not successful, as a matter of fact. But let's play some of the, the sound. Starting with, how about Fox News? Texas is bracing for, they say, the mother of all caravans. Huge group. They're heading to the United States. They catch up with a Nigerian man. And the reason that they're coming is because of President Biden. Let's roll the tape. Here in Weasley, you can see the migrants still sleeping, slowly getting up. Now, traditionally, they've gotten up and hit the road before dawn, but they're taking their time. An organizer here tells me, and get this, that they're waiting for another group of migrants, perhaps in the thousands, of mostly Haitians behind them, that they're waiting to come. But as you can see, conditions are rough here. People just sleeping openly in the street. We talked to one of the migrants yesterday because a lot of People have been focusing on the fact that people are from Central America and from Haiti, but we met a group from Nigeria. His name is Matthew, the migrant we spoke to, and he says he hopes President Biden will help him on his journey to the U.S. Listen. I, 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 my, he knows the situation in Nigeria, and I believe he is a good man. Biden. You know, very accommodating, and he's good. He's good to assist us. He's good to be with us. There you go, folks. They wouldn't be coming if Trump was here. They wouldn't be coming if Trump was here. You know what else, folks? There's a very fascinating story about this uh, January 6th, this this guy Epps. And uh, Tucker talked about it last night. There's something very odd about Epps, who appears everywhere, encourages people to go in. But he hasn't been charged, and a lot of people think that he's a federal agent. You need to break the law and go into the Capitol. It's real video. And they say no. And then they accuse him of being an undercover federal agent. So that's pretty interesting. That guy was on tape encouraging people to break the law, organizing what happened that day. Has he been indicted? Where is he exactly? Well, Congressman Massey asked the attorney general about that, and the attorney general refused to answer. He also pointedly refused to say how many federal operators were there in the crowd that day on January 6th. As far as we can find, this individual has not been charged with anything. You said this is one of the most sweeping investigations in the history. Uh, have you seen that video or those frames from that video? 
So as I um, uh, said at the outset, uh, one of the norms of the Justice Department is to not comment on impending investigations and particularly not to comment about uh, particular scenes or particular individuals. Can you tell us without talking about particular incidents or particular videos how many agents or assets of the federal government were present on January 6th, whether they agitated to go into the Capitol and if any of them did? So I'm not going to violate this norm of, uh, of, of uh, the rule of law. I'm not going to comment on an investigation that's ongoing. Oh, it's going to violate the rule of law, says the guy who just called angry parents terrorists. Of course, the DOJ leaks all the time the details of tons of different investigations that are politically useful to them. Now, just to be totally clear, we don't know whether this Epps guy was working with the federal government. We don't know anything about him, haven't talked to him. We can only show you video from that day. But we do know it doesn't seem like he's been punished for this. If you're looking for people who organized that day, maybe you should talk to him. Has he been indicted? Not that we know of. Maybe he has been. We don't know it. But we haven't seen any evidence that he has been. A new piece in Revolver News notes that the... You know, that is, um, that is really incredible about this guy, Epps, that uh, there's something very odd about the whole thing. And it could be. So, but... It is, uh, they don't have an answer on that. Ray Epps. Definitely right there along with everything. Um, You can see him in the video. I just don't know why he, in fact, he has escaped any type of prosecution. Unless he was. Unless he absolutely was a member of them. All right, I want to go to... um, Let's see. Um, this is a Virginia mom is supporting the Republican in the race. Folks, what's deciding the race in Virginia? Critical race theory. Listen to this. As you know, we've been traveling across the state and are telling us that education is that issue. we got a concern parent here. Uh, Angela, uh, talk about, you got a son, you said you had never been involved, but now? You're involved. Yeah, our schools are too important. Our, our kids are too important. We can't sit back and just assume that everybody else is going to take care of this. Um, what's happening in the schools right now, we, are, we have phenomenal teachers, but it's the leadership. We need to. We need someone to come in and basically, I think, clean house or something. Um, and I haven't heard the call-up say, you know, hey, I'm going to go and investigate what's happening in the schools, but I did hear Youngkin say that, so why don't we give him a shot? Um, How did you feel about him saying the former governor said parents shouldn't be involved. My head honestly was about to explode when I heard that. I thought, are you kidding me? Of yep. course we should be involved. Our kids are the most important thing and their education and they've lost a year of learning. Um, we've got to get that back and we've got to, we've got to, we've winning. That is the path locally. The Republican Party, listen to what I'm going to tell you folks right now, 114. The Republican Party of the state, as a matter of fact, I, I think also you could translate it to Massachusetts as well. But definitely Rhode Island needs to embrace that. That is a voting issue. I don't think, as a matter of fact, I know the Rhode Island Republican Party is not embracing it. But. It should be, as a matter of fact, because I think that is the path to a voting issue that they could obtain. They they could get support from a lot of traditional, either independent or Democrat voters. I re, I believe that that right now, but right now they're they're really giving them a free pass. Maybe it's too early. I don't think it's too early. I don't think it's ever too early, as a matter of fact. You're going to need all the possible luck you can get. Um, it, it's it's a problem. It is certainly a problem. Now, I want to get to, um, I do want to play this Channel 12 piece. It's a little long. But, folks, this also, you know what's comical is the people that run the land are the laborers. And you can't build anything on that 195 land. And it's been a total disaster. Um. Because then you have to use all the unions. So this is the Channel 12 piece on it. 
Let me listen to some of this. For millions of dollars after Prime Providence real estate has not sold as quickly as predicted. It's been 10 years since the moving of Interstate 195 in Providence freed up land for development. The state spent tens of millions to buy the parcels with the pitch of constructing a district filled with science and education jobs. Were the projections too optimistic? I think they were way too optimistic. Target 12 investigator Steph Machado has been tracking the progress and is in Providence now with her exclusive findings. There are cranes in the sky here on the old 195 land, but plenty of parcels are still empty. And so far, taxpayers have been left holding the bag to pay for the land. Construction workers in full swing building this apartment and grocery store development in Fox Point in Providence set to open next year. The 1.5 acre lot is a small part of the curved swath of land in Providence that was once part of Interstate 195. A piece of real estate that used to be 195 is estimated to be worth almost 50 million dollars. Ten years ago, it looked like this. After the Rhode Island Department of Transportation moved the highway, freeing up acres of land in Fox Point, the jewelry district, and downtown. This is where the growth is. It's meds and eds, as they say. Then Governor Lincoln Chafee and Rhode Island lawmakers envisioned a knowledge district of medical uh, and education facilities yo. that would bring permanent jobs to the new district. Uh. Two parcels were initially sold to Johnson & Wales University. Then the state created the 195 Redevelopment District Commission to purchase, market, and sell the rest. This is a plan of the 195 district parcels. Of the 22 plots of vacant land made available by the commission, just five have sold. The Wexford Building, Chestnut Commons Apartment Building, and Aloft Hotel have gone up, while two other apartment buildings with retail are under construction. The rest of the parcels, roughly nine acres, remain available. Uh. I'm essentially bullish. 195 Commission Chair yeah. Bob Davis remains they optimistic despite the level of progress made in the first decade. So these things are not done quickly. No. Um, you spend at least a few years getting the infrastructure right, yeah. like the whole road network here, oh. um, water sewer, all those things had to be done first. You're optimistic that the pace is picking up. Yes. But it's a everyday That's a joke. There's no question the area has improved Hold on. from those Stop dirt the tape. lots. There's a new that, that, that is ludicrous. What? Absolutely not. It's picking up. If anything, now people are working from home. Who's even going to fill these buildings? Oh, my. All right. Let it continue. Park on the river with a pedestrian bridge connecting the east and west sides of the district. But Senate President Dominic Ruggiero, a driving force behind the 195 commission, is critical of the pace and direction of development. It's been going slower than I expected. Uh, I anticipated that we would He's probably in have charge of the laborers. Time, you can't uh, build without the unions. Institutions and medical institutions down there. No. It seems like uh, things have changed to more uh, residential. Indeed, several more apartment buildings. Buildings are in the pipeline to be developed on parcels of the land, including the Sky High, Fane Tower. But Davis argues there's still plenty of space for more life sciences. This piece here, we've set aside for non-residential use. And then there's the debt. The 195 Commission floated a taxpayer-backed bond for $38 million to buy the land in 2013. Today, there's still $33 million in principal owed, oh plus more in interest. God. At the time, the Chafee administration anticipated there would be $43 million worth of land sales by now. The actual sales so far, $1.2 million. We have to pay for that land, and uh, we were going to use the money from the sales of... <laughs> I mean, is that pathetic? Let me hear that again. Uh, I anticipated that we would probably have more interest at this point in time uh, by educational institutions and medical institutions down there. It seems like uh, things have changed to more uh, residential. Indeed, several more apartment buildings are in the pipeline to be developed on parcels of the land, including the Sky High, Fane Tower. But Davis argues there's still plenty of space for more life sciences. All right, hold on, folks. ...for non-residential use. And then there's the debt. The 195 Commission floated a taxpayer-backed bond for $38 million to buy the land in 2013. Today, there's still $33 million in principal owed, plus more in interest. At the time, the Chafee administration anticipated there would be $43 million worth of land sales by now. The actual sales so far, $1.2 million. We have to pay for that land, and uh, we were going to use the money from the sales of, of the property. 
properties down there uh, to pay that back. Uh, obviously, we have uh, a, a bill that's due, so uh, we're going to have to pay to the general fund. Were the projections too optimistic? <laughs> I think they were way too optimistic. Getting buildings built that are substantial, that create a lot of construction jobs and sort of further our mission um, really is the right focus rather than holding out for purchase prices that frankly are not not reasonable. One parcel of the 195 land is still slated to host a 500-foot skyscraper known as the Fame Tower. I'll explain where that project stands after years of delays. Coming up new at 6. In Providence, I'm Seth Machado, 12 News. So folks, again, I mean, just a complete disaster. I'm going to play a little bit um, more on this, but what what a just a complete disaster regarding the outcome of this. And you know, I actually have people on social media that try to spin this. I think the biggest thing that can't be spun: twenty thirteen projection on the land by twenty twenty two forty three million actual land sale one point two million can't spin that. 2013, 38 million borrowed. 2021, 33 million in principal still owed. It's coming due. God, and you have people, oh no, it's got, yeah. The, the people that are making money off this are always trying to spin it. That, oh no, it's going very well, as a matter of fact. No, it's actually not. Now, do I see that Patricia Morgan wants to actually comment? Well, hold on. Patricia Morgan actually wants to, um, uh, okay. Mm. We did talk to her, but all right, I'll try her again. Why not, folks? It's Patricia Morgan Tuesday. We'll give her a chance to talk. Why not? We had a nice time talking about the injection center. Folks, there she is on this P- Patricia Morgan Tuesday. Rep, did I hear you want to comment on the 195 land? Yeah, you know, Joanna, I I know that I, I'm talking to your audience way too much today, but no, I was no, lucky no. enough right to ahead. be able to listen to you. And, well, we were just talking about the harm enabling centers. This, that's bad policy. And yep. that affects how people, how business people look at Rhode Island. Yep. So, if you look at Commerce Rhode Island, how much money we have poured into that agency, which uh. was supposed to be there to grow an economy, to grow jobs. And this is their answer, apartment buildings. Where are the jobs in apartment buildings? Right, none. A grocery store? Yeah. Where's the jobs in a grocery store? <laughs> right, sack in the shelves. Right? Yes. Uh, hotels? That's what they have been funding with our money. And yep. I know it's... I mean, the last time I looked, it was over $300 million that they have given away to developers. That's right. Right? And not to grow jobs, the jobs that our people want, good-paying jobs, jobs with the future. I mean, yeah, hotels have jobs, but are they the jobs that we want our children to take? No, absolutely not. I'm not denigrating those jobs, but when we're sending our kids to free college... Do we think they're going to get out of college to work in a hotel? They're not. No, we actually know who a lot of the hotel workers are. And listen, there are a lot of times they're, as Lieutenant Governor Mattos would call them, new Americans or Rhode Island citizens. And you normally need a translator. No, it's ridiculous. And, and Rep Morgan, you know, every single time I have someone on social media trying to spin to me, oh, no, it's actually a big success. The only people that ever say the 195 land is a success are normally the people that are making money off the 195 land. Yeah, the construction workers. Right. I mean, they've gotten work from this, yep. but not other Rhode Islanders. No. And the whole point of Commerce Corp, the Commerce Rhode Island, was for them to help us grow good jobs, That's good right. paying jobs. Yep. We have poured at least $300 million into that agency. Uh. And... What? I mean, I, I didn't know this. Only $1.2 million yes. in sales? And they projected $43 million. Now, Rep. Morgan, you project $43 million. You only do $1.2 million. Is there is there any private sector company that would allow someone to remain with their job if you were off by your projection that much? Would have been fired. Would have yeah. been fired. So that's Absolutely. a joke. That's not even in the same not- ballpark. 
Yeah, they're not doing their job. Maybe they're taking care of favorites. Right. Right. People who support campaigns. Maybe yep. that's the, the whole point there. But they're not doing their job for everyday Rhode Islanders. Nope. And that's what we should be angry about. Yes. Because that land, first of all, just to move the bridge was enormously expensive. That's right. Enormously expensive. And we were always promised that, don't worry, we'll use this land and we, we will, you know, we will make that, that move worthwhile because it's going to be technology center. It's going to be biotech. It's going to be whatever, right? It's going to be real jobs. But it's not real jobs. No. And no. that was one of the charges when we actually created uh, Commerce Rhode Island a long time ago. One of their charges was not just to hand out money, a lot of corporate welfare, but also to recommend to the legislature, to recommend to the General Assembly, different things we could do to improve the business climate. They haven't done that at all. No, no. Right. In fact, every year that General Assembly does things like harm reduction centers that makes our business climate worse. That's not right. Better. That's right. You know, I was told by, and again, folks, we're going to let it go in a moment, but Representative Patricia Morgan, nice enough to come back on the program. Rep, I was told by a big-time developer that he had $300 million set aside and wanted to do a huge project, but was told you have to use not just, you can't cherry pick, you have to use all the unions on the job. Yeah. And he claimed it would be impossible to make money because right. the way he viewed it, was to because of what the unions would charge to construct the building, it would cost the same as if, if you were building in either Boston or New York. And the problem is, if you build a Boston, New York, your, your potential to make more money off rent or sell is, you know, as you can imagine, is incredibly higher. So he said, I have construction crews. They could do the whole thing. Nope. You have to use all the unions on the job. So... It's no mystery you know, to me. The yes. Commerce, Commerce Rhode Island, the state of Rhode Island, they're there to improve our economy, to get that land moving. They're not there to be agents for Labor's International. That's right. Right? They're, they should be serving the best interests of hardworking Rhode Islanders. Right. And they're not doing that. No. Um, I mean, it's, it is a failure. Anybody looking at this can't possibly look at that land and say wonderful we got apartment buildings look at the jobs we're creating right no i mean that's that's ridiculous but a big part of it and also not to pick on channel 12 but i don't know how you sit across from dominic Ruggiero of labors international and he's in charge of the land how would you like to be the fly in the wall rep morgan that you are developing you sit down with him and say listen we want to buy land and build land but we want to use our own construction crews we don't want to use it's not happening it's it's it's, it's a non-starter exactly. it's it's not happening if donald trump came in and said I want to buy the land. I want to build on the land. I'm going to do something really high tech. It's going to be all these different jobs. It, unless he were to use all the union workers, then forget it. Then they can't. They won't it let him build rejected. on the land. It's rejected. So, right. And what about Fame Tower? I mean, wasn't that going to be a like almost a billion dollar project? Is that in the works, by the I, way? I don't even know. I mean, and, and no, if anything, I mean, I, that was apartments and condos too. Yes, right. It was, but a big, big project. Yep. And the mayor couldn't get behind it. No, he refused. Mayor Lorsa. None of the politi- none of the Democrat politicians nope. could get behind this and they say, write. "Wow, this is this is going to be a you know a, a great use of the land. A step yes. forward. We'll bring you know uh, people people down into the downtown who will walk to our restaurants and." And work in the city. Nope. That withered on the vine. That's right. Withered. Yeah. Well, and Rep, I'll leave you at this. Listen, we both know uh, an area that has done very well. Look how Amazon is building that enormous distribution center that could easily be along the 195 land or along Allen's Avenue. Same thing, Citizens Bank. 
They said, all right, we're not going to leave Rhode Island, but we're not going on that land. And instead, we're both of them were not going exactly. into Providence. Both of them ended up in Johnson. Folks, it's a it's a double shot Tuesday with Representative Patricia Morgan. <laughs> Rep, great. Apologize. No, not at all. Never apologize. Great to talk to you and keep up the good work. Thank you, John. All right, folks, there it is. Representative Patricia Morgan right here on the John DePietro Show. Now, right now, it's one thirty. On this uh, stormy Tuesday, folks, I want to remind you about our friends at Competition Shooting Supplies. Now, I mentioned you have the caravan on their way. Caravan heading towards the border. They're calling it the mother of all caravans. You know what that means. Folks, stop it and see our friend John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. Call him at 401-727-1716. Located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Competition Shooting supplies. He's also very good about his Facebook page. He updates his Facebook page, Competition Shooting Supplies, where you can also, uh, you can sell, by the way, if you have some extra firearms. Maybe you um, either inherited them or you just find you don't have use for them anymore. Folks, again, stop in and see our leader, John Francis, at Competition Shooting Supplies. So I want to... um, I want to get back to uh, some of the the sound that we're hearing. Now, these these elections are next Tuesday. So I think it's it's interesting that Biden is now going to go into Virginia. And and it's uh, it's pretty complicated on whether or not he's actually he's going to really help the situation. Is he going to hurt the situation? Uh, More and more people this I, I recognize and even New Jersey, by the way. Biden was in New Jersey yesterday. Now, I also want to play Fox News did a piece how the song Let's Go Brandon is topping the mainstream music charts. Two different songs, Let's Go Brandon. Adele is number three. Walker Hayes is number four. Ed Sheeran is number five. The number one song, Let's Go Brandon. And then the number two song is also Let's Go Brandon. Let me play some of this. And as the president deals with that favorability issue, problem, disaster, the anti-Biden chants, Let's Go Brandon, which you know are kind of code for cleaning up what they're really saying. But anyway, Let's Go Brandon now hitting the iTunes top. Top two hip-hop songs. They now sit one and two on iTunes downloads ahead of Adele's new song. Richard, quickly. Well, I'm actually waiting for the adult album to come out, and Easy on Me is one of my favorite songs at this particular moment. But beyond that, I don't. I think that's more so palace, palace intrigue of whether or not the vice president and the president are together. They were together last week at the MLK. Um, what about the song? Remember, we all know what they're really saying. They're, they're, they're chanting at, at, at home what games and away games or college games. And I think that has everything to do with the fact that we are we are a very divided country. We're divided under Obama. Right. We are divided under Trump. And we I, I, I never heard anything that was like There was like, nothing like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure we heard some... 10, 15 no. seconds, CW, it's his time. Go. Yeah, I think it's ironic Kamala would distance herself from Joe Biden and she's the only person in America... You know, that guess, you didn't hear anything like that on Obama. You certainly didn't see songs that hit the Billboard charts in that way. So that's not accurate either. Um... That that is absolutely not going that way. That did not. No, there was nothing like that. <sighs> U.S. Attorney releases a press release. Rhode Island state inmate to serve four years in federal prison for arranging the sale of meth and a firearm to a person who turned out to be an undercover agent in Providence. Well, going forward, at least the sale of meth will no longer be illegal. The sale of meth will not, as Rhode Island seeks to legalize drugs like heroin, fentanyl, and also uh, meth. So now they can say, oh, we're not. No, no, you are doing that when you're setting up injection centers, when you're telling people, listen, we're going to help you do these drugs. 
Police won't come down. You won't be arrested. You can do them in peace. No one's going to bother you. What, 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 how is that not that message? How is that not basically legalizing? You can't come out and say, well, we're, that, we're not, we're not legal. No, you are. That's exactly what you're doing, as a matter of fact. I, I'm saying it's a mistake now. And if you want to see, you know, here's the other thing with Governor McKee. Folks, check out on the website, depetro.com. And by the way, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Bank of Realty, based out of Cumberland. Call Pat today, 401 474 5253. 401 474 5253. Pat Elston, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Caldwell Bankers. Governor McKee, I, I understand that where he was. Look at the, hold on, I'm sorry, folks. Mayor Bill de Blasio has directed his health department to set up supervised injection facilities years after holding off on releasing a feasible study, then punting to Governor Andrew Cuomo. So, but he's leaving office. He's leaving office and saying that. Rhode Island will be the first. Rhode Island will, in fact, be the first to do that. So, um, but I just want to come back to that. They they can, for, for Governor McKee to be at that event, and I recognize inside a hotel, you go into a hotel right now, right now in Rhode Island, you don't have to wear a mask. But when you have these mask mandates for the schools, and when you have mask mandates, so you have school committee meetings that are stopping their meetings because someone in the back takes their mask off. It seems insensitive then for the governor and all his cronies and friends to be in an event over the weekend where not only do they have masks on, but I wonder what Dr. Fauci would say about this business of them waving their napkins. I mean, I think that's that's even more egregious is, come on, na- napkins are filled with with germs, right? You're wiping your mouth. So let alone some people, you know, I don't want to get into it, but some people blow their nose with their napkin. Not that you should, but some people do. But I want to get back to this uh, piece on Channel 12, the 195 land disaster. Let me hear. There's a part two on this. Expressing frustration that the projects in the pipeline aren't what was originally promised. Target 12 investigator Steph Machado has been tracking the development for years and is here now with the latest. There's no question Providence needs more housing, but some are critical of the influx of apartment building projects on land that was specifically purchased to create permanent jobs in science, medicine, and education. Buildings are going up on the curving swath of land that used to be Interstate 195 in Providence. What's now called the Innovation and Design District was, by law, aimed at creating thousands of jobs in so-called knowledge-based fields such as the life sciences. This is where the growth is. It's meds and eds, as they say. That dream has not yet materialized. Three buildings have been built in the 10 years since the 195 Commission was formed to purchase, market, and sell the land. Two more mixed-use apartment buildings are currently under construction for a total of just five sales. There's no uh, magic wand that can be waved. There's no snap of the fingers. 195 Commission Chair Bob Davis says he's optimistic, though it's been a challenge. It's a everyday effort. Um, and to try to attract certain kinds of users is a competitively difficult situation. The next sale to close may be Parcel 9. Developer Penrose plans to build an apartment building with child care and retail space. But I'm hoping that we can get back on track and attract uh, the, the wet labs and the meds and eds. The Senate President Dominic Ruggiero, head of Labor's International, they control the land. You do not build on the land without their approval. Doesn't matter. You're in Massachusetts. You're a developer. Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. You have your own construction crew. You know who you want to hire. No. If you don't hire their guys and pay them what they want, then you can't build on the land. Folks, you know what also is a joke? As Chafee talked about the Eds and Meds, CVS, CVS, they put forth an Eds and Meds type of thing. Where did they put it? Boston. 
They didn't put it on the 195. Lynn Cheney didn't even know about it. That's when that Helena Folks, who I'm starting to think, I hope she realizes she's in the wrong party if she wants to run for office. She won't release her tax tax returns. Helena Folks, the woman that wants to, she ran CBS, wants to run for governor, or she is running for governor, won't release her tax returns. She doesn't even realize yet she's going to be criticized for earning too much money. That's that's the progressives. That's the Democrat Party. All right, Senate President Dominic Ruggiero. He, he, he runs the land. It's labor land. You don't build without them, period. That we initially uh, wanted to attract. Senate President Dominic Ruggiero was the lead sponsor of the 2011 law that created the 195 Commission. I'm kind of disappointed that it went so slowly. The most controversial project is the proposed Fane Tower apartment building. In the making for five years, the developer is under contract to buy this plot of the former 195 land on Dyer Street, but the closing date keeps getting delayed. We were um, somewhat troubled by um, his reaction to the pandemic. And when you contrast it with the other developers with whom we were dealing, they never wavered. Davis says the Fane Tower's current closing date is June of next year, a $3 million sale if it happens. New York developer Jason Fane has asked for repeated extensions, and a lawsuit from neighbors is still pending in the Rhode Island Supreme Court over the tower's soaring height. At what point do you cut Fane loose and say, we need to put this back on the market? June 30. 22. A spokesperson for Fane tells me the project is full steam ahead, with test borings drilled into the land this past spring, but he stopped short of committing to the closing date unless the Supreme Court decision comes down in Fane's favor before then. Despite the abundance of apartment and hotel projects being built or proposed, Davis says there's still a push to get life sciences. This piece huh. here come on. For non-residential use. What? A new state health lab could come to the 195 land behind the Wexford building. The commission voted last week to offer the land for just $1. <laughs> the sale prices so far on the land have ranged from $1 to $751,000. The two most recent parcels going for $100,000 apiece. Is that sending a message to developers that they can get these parcels for a pretty yes. good deal when they see the last two were sold for that amount? We yes. want to incentivize developers to develop. Are we more focused about getting building done, or are we more focused on selling land? And I think our mission is to get building done. But originally, state officials did expect to make their money back on the That's land. Right, Chafee. In 2013, they recoup $43 million in land sales by this year. The actual sales so far, $1.2 million. Uh, is that disappointing, or were the projections too optimistic? I think they were way too optimistic. Of course they were. It was Chafee. He didn't know what he was doing. No one calls him on that, by the way. No one calls him on that. Ed's in May. Yeah. The only time he pops up now is the cackle gives him a free. He can go on and basically and, you know, take shots at anyone he wants. Listen, that guy, unless he was measuring it in metric, he was measuring it in metric. He, he said, no, I, I never said that. I meant metrics, that it would work that way. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, you know. This time of year, you want to make sure that you remain healthy. How about some nice hot tea? Why not take a ride and see our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Right diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, It's My Health, where they have vitamins, herbal remedies homeopathic remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like Isae, honey, maple syrup, bee fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. Folks, it's my health, plus natural skincare products. Pop in. You can also get a massage there. Also yoga. It's my health. Reflexology, sound healing. Pop in and see Marie. Folks, shop local. Also, remember, keep your children healthy, grandchildren healthy, vitamins for children. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. As always, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. There's a Brood Awakenings near you. Stop in and see them. Delicious food, whether it's breakfast or lunch or in the afternoon, stop it and see our friends Brood Awakenings. I love the place, and uh, you're going to love it as well. Well, folks, again, at uh, 145, now, the governor is not having his uh, press briefing today, 
And um, Governor McKee is slowly trying to make his way through what would be a second week without any type of um, any type of uh, real scandal as we speak at the moment anyway. I mean, that could end. But something to watch is what's going to happen in some of these governor's races. Um, how about Alec Baldwin could be charged with manslaughter? But you want to watch what happens in both New Jersey and Virginia. New Jersey and Virginia, and specifically Virginia. Because that one is um, is really going down. They are a dead heat right now. And it really looks like McAuliffe is going to lose. I want to play. I played this yesterday. You have Virginia Democrats that are voting for the Republican. Folks, it's over education and critical race theory. Let me, uh, this was on CBS, I think. Prime example of why this race is so close. I cried when Hillary Clinton lost. Someone told me that I would ever be not considering voting for a Democrat, I would have thought like you were crazy. And yet, the mother of two voted for Republican Glenn Youngkin. After a year of virtual learning and now mask mandates in schools, she trusts him more with her kids' education. What is it about what Youngkin is saying he'll do that appeals to you? I don't think he would have as much governmental restrictions. I think that he would leave it more in terms of local control. Yunkin, a multi-millionaire businessman, has wooed voters likely by making schools a central focus of the race, holding parents matter rallies where he hammers McAuliffe over something he said at a debate. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. This movement is being led by parents who are saying, no. I am the one who gets to decide what's best for my children. Duncan has tapped into concern over race and gender issues in schools, and he's opposed to mask and vaccine mandates. So what is it about what's happening in schools and those mandates that you love it? I feel like I know what's best for my family better than a politician. Folks, this could be a winning issue. Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it could be a winning issue if brought out effectively. Terry McAuliffe cannot believe he's about to lose. Cannot believe he's about to lose. Let me play. This was the uh, ABC piece where uh, Jonathan Carl also examines this this uh, race. Let me just hear this just for a moment. Good morning, George. The eyes of the political world are on Virginia, where the Democratic candidate from today. is trying to win with some help from President Joe Biden, and the Republican candidate is trying to win by staying away from Donald Trump. Yep. Get out there. Get to work. It's crunch time in the Virginia governor's race. Joe Biden won this state by 10 points, but with just over a week until Election Day, this race is a toss-up. Terry McAuliffe, fixture of national Democratic politics for decades, and Virginia's former governor is facing off against Republican Glenn Youngkin, former top executive at the Carlisle Group, who has never run for political office before. Wow. You need someone with some experience. Do you want tired old recycled policies from a tired politician? That's right. Or do you want to embrace someone new? Yes. Virginia was once a solidly conservative state, but no more. It's been 12 years since Republicans won any statewide office here at all. Over the summer, though, polls showed McAuliffe with a narrow lead, and polls now consistently show the race statistically tied. Wow. This race is about more than just Virginia. It's a key test of the current president's agenda, the shadow cast by the former president, and the first major indication of what lies ahead for the midterm elections. From Joe Biden... To Barack Obama, who campaigned for McAuliffe in Richmond yesterday, McAuliffe has tapped the biggest names in the Democratic Party to give his campaign some much-needed energy. You got Stacey Abrams in here, two visits by the president, visit by the former president Obama, uh, visit by the first lady, visit by the vice president. Why, 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 all the, why do you need all the help? Well, we did this last time. I mean, yeah. we did the same thing in 13. Yeah. I mean, we always bring him in. This is the biggest race in America. Who doesn't want to be here? For the most part, Glenn Young. 
Youngkin is keeping prominent Republicans on the sidelines. He has Donald Trump's endorsement, but he hasn't done a single campaign event with Trump and rarely talks about him. Not surprising given Trump is deeply unpopular in Virginia. But Youngkin hasn't been able to avoid Trump entirely. Former president called into a recent Virginia Republican event. I hope Glenn gets in there and he'll straighten out Virginia, lower taxes, do all of the things that we want a governor to do. It was an event that bizarrely included a pledge of allegiance to a flag said to be on display during the January 6th rally before the Capitol riot. McAuliffe, <laughs> of course, pounced. They did pledge of allegiance to a flag that was used to bring down the democracy that that American flag symbolizes. Yunkin wasn't at the event and denounced the January 6th pledge. I wasn't involved in, in, in that at all. I, you know, the whole idea of the, the flag thing seems, seems kind of weird to me and wrong. Yunkin turned down repeated requests over the past several weeks for an interview with This Week. His campaign says he is doing no national interviews, although he has been a regular on one news outlet, Fox News. McAuliffe has repeatedly and relentlessly portrayed Yunkin as a clone of Donald Trump. He's a total wannabe Donald Trump. He's been endorsed by Donald Trump four times. Gary, you just made folks in Las Vegas a lot of money. There's an over and under tonight on how many times you're going to say Donald Trump. And it was 10, and you just busted through it. You're running against Glenn Youngkin. He's not Donald Trump, right? I mean, you're not running against Donald Trump. You're running against Glenn Youngkin. No, but I'm running against Trump's divisive culture wars, his divisive politics. Ah. I am running against Trump policies. You bet I am. Glenn Youngkin has adopted everyone not true. Trump's divisive politics. This election here in Virginia, I think, sets the tone for this state for the next day. And I think it's a really important message for this country. McAuliffe has suggested his struggles to put up a big lead are a reflection of Joe Biden's troubles. We are facing a lot of headwinds from Washington. As you know, the president is unpopular today, unfortunately, here in Virginia. So we have got to plow through. But McAuliffe caused some of his own troubles in a recent debate on the issue of education when he defended his decision as governor to keep parents from pulling books some deemed sexually explicit out of school libraries by saying this i'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions Whoa. i don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach that last line quickly made its way into a yunkin ad wow went on the attack against parents. Yep. With just days to go, there's no race in the country right now political leaders in both parties are paying more attention to than Virginia's. What is this race going to say about the midterms? I think this race is going to set the tone, I, I hope, for the Democratic Party. Is so that, if you lose, it's a bad, bad thing. Yes. Well, listen, we're not going to lose, Jonathan. Who thinks like that? Folks, again, very good report. And McAuliffe also had uh, said, and again, folks, good afternoon. Uh, that election, folks, it's next Tuesday. It is neck and neck. I think this is huge. And Republicans in both Rhode Island and Mass should really take from, you know, look at that. Um, critical race theory and the fact that the Democrat Party is completely controlled by the teachers unions who are fully on board with teaching critical race theory. There's a good piece, How to Read Biden's Plummeting Polls. Wall Street Journal, independent voters wanted the president to unite the nation, not merely his party. So uh, last week, Randy Weingarten knocked doors for Democrat McAuliffe in Virginia. And then this week, she's praising op-eds arguing parents don't have the right to shape their kids' school curriculum. You know, this business of um, that it, it's okay. Ugh, what is this? Dana Bash, preview of my new documentary, Voting Rights. Stop the vote, the big lies assault on democracy. It's the other way around. It's the other way around. Folks, they, when they try to say... That voter ID is somehow trying to rig the vote. That 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 is. What what, what are we talking about? Let me just hear a little bit. Of this uh, CNN Dana Bash preview my new documentary about voting rights. Stop the vote. The big lies assault on democracy. 
You, I, I would argue just the opposite. Let me hear this, though. Among the states you visited, even Texas, a state that Trump won, and yet they want to go back and audit that because they didn't like the turnout in Houston. They didn't like the turnout in the Dallas suburbs. They didn't like the turnout in Austin. Let's listen to a snippet of that. As you get, you get to the point that what happened in the last election is not over. It is carrying on into the next election. We want to restore that confidence that we should all have in our elections. And I don't think it was lost in Texas. I don't think it was in jeopardy of being lost in Texas. Why do you have to restore confidence in an election that you're saying went well, that you're saying was free and fair? The only reason you would do that is because... People are being gaslit. I, I do have to, but I think we do need to acknowledge in the political zeitgeist that exists right now, that is hanging over like a, a cloud. It's a pure theft. A zeitgeist perpetuated by the former president and his allies. We had a rigged election. We had a stolen election. But the bigger picture is beyond Donald Trump. It is the changing demographics of the country. It is striking. You have a Republican state legislator there, essentially my translation. But, well, there's this big lie out there. Mm-hmm. And enough Republicans believe it that we're going to act on it anyway. Yeah. And he's not the only one. I heard similar uh, things well, from... Can I just touch on here? And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro at 157 on this Tuesday. You know, the assault on democracy... Look at what's happening. Listen to what I'm going to tell you right now. Whether you're listening on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM... Look at what's going on right now in, you know, to some degree to Massachusetts. But let's just talk about, look at, when they talk about assault on democracy, what do you call the fact that the state of Rhode Island is importing in illegals to live here? They take their vote. They uh, basically own their vote. They just put them into the system. They call them Rhode Island citizens. They use them for the vote. So you have people who are not Americans, who are not citizens that are voting. How is that not undermining democracy? Congressman David Cicilline, folks, as we've talked about it, in the last 10 years, no one has done that more. No one has done more where he doesn't care what you think because he'll just import voters in to do exactly as he says. And if you if he has 10 taxpayer Americans that are born and live in his district, he doesn't he doesn't care what you think, because if he can get replacement voters, then he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to worry about your vote. It's a lock. The the election. That's supposed to be the checks and balances, right? Like what keeps people in a way, on the straight and narrow, is the checks and balances of the election. And no one talks about that, that our voter rolls are totally compromised with thousands of illegals. And they use their names to vote. Thousands. That's what's undermining democracy. And what would undermine democracy is if the Republican Party, wherever it is, Stood back and did nothing about it. Because, folks, the way they're cheating in Rhode Island, they want to do that across the country. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Folks, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Two reasons. One, get a purple dumpster for your driveway. Get rid of your unwanted belongings. Call Roland. Call Brother Roland. At Brothers Disposal. Come on, Brother 401 517 They also now offer weekly trash collection services. It's Brothers Disposal. Purple dumpster for your driveway. Folks, it's John DePietro. Listen, heavy rain is coming our way. So be careful on the roadways. Thank you for listening. We're back at 11 tomorrow. We're going to be on Facebook Live if there's any breaking news. I want you to stay tuned for the John Dion. WNRI Winsocket. WNRI Winsocket.